Welcome to Grief with Grace for Grieving Moms. Before I get to today's episode, I want to let you know about something I'm doing in a couple of weeks. On September 24th, I'm hosting a free masterclass where I'll be talking about shifting emotions and how to release some of the layers of grief that we all carry. I'll share more about how I was able to do that during the first year of my grief journey, so I was able to live my life in a way that honors my son's life and legacy. And you can do that too. It's the process I used to navigate that first year, and now well into the second year. So be sure that you're subscribed to my email list so you get notice of how to register for that workshop. All right, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Last week in episode 14, Michelle Robertson and I talked about using writing as a way to process trauma and grief. She shared some beautiful insights into that writing process. And in today's episode, I want to dive deeper into the topic of trauma and how we carry it. You know, we've all experienced trauma of some kind, whether in this life or in previous lives. Now, in our current lives, we may have experienced it as a young child, and we might not even consciously remember it. And like with so many things, there are... um, varying degrees of trauma that we can experience. So, for example, divorce can be traumatic. Or things like sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional or verbal abuse, those are all traumatic. Neglect or abandonment, um, natural disasters, suddenly losing a parent or a sibling can be traumatic. And losing a child, you know, whether it's expected or not, It has to be one of the most traumatic experiences that a person can have. But the list of things that can cause trauma is extensive, and I only mentioned a few examples here. But some traumas can be so severe that it can cause us to dissociate or disconnect from some part of ourselves, either physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. And, you know, tools, things like psychotherapy can be a huge benefit for some people. And then for others, not so much. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But here's the thing. All of our traumatic experiences from this life and from past lives are stored in the cells of our bodies. They're wired into the neural pathways in our brains. And so what they do is they create what are known as cellular memories. And, you know, at its essence, cellular memories mean that even if we don't consciously remember something, Those memories are stored inside the cells of our bodies. And so again, even if our mind doesn't remember something on a conscious level, our body remembers it. And I'm sure that we're all familiar with the physiological things that we experience related to trauma. You know, things like a racing heart or sweaty palms, um, trembling, even shaking, things like that. But those are, a lot of those things are signs of or symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks. And, you know, the thing is, is that trauma is not a one and done type of experience. It isn't like 
something like a cold or the flu or some kind of illness where you have it for a certain amount of time and then you recover from it, you get better. Um, it isn't like a broken finger or a broken leg where it heals and then, you know, life continues on. Trauma is something that continues on with you. And the easiest example is PTSD, where someone has a traumatic experience and they relive it over and over and over again. And so going back to psychotherapy, one of the reasons that traditional therapy either doesn't help or is limited in the help and relief that it can give is because it often doesn't get to the root cause of the trauma, which likely goes back many generations and many past lives. But before I go further, let me be very clear. Traditional therapy, traditional psychotherapy can be extremely helpful. I've been to therapy a few times in my life. I've just found that it can be limited in its ability to help because it doesn't get to the root cause of problems or issues or traumas at that cellular level. And the thing is, is that we can also carry these experiences from our ancestors so from our parents, our grandparents, you know, and further back than that, through our entire lineage on both our mother's and our father's sides. That's a lot of stuff to carry with us, right? And, you know, there have been stories, and I, I find this fascinating when I've studied this, is that there have been stories where someone's had a, an organ transplant. And the recipient suddenly begins to exhibit the personality traits of the donor. So the recipient will pick up, say, for example, the likes and dislikes of the donor, or the recipient will pick up some of the donor's skills and abilities. Um, you know, I've read where some recipients even begin speaking a language that they never spoke, but it was the first language of the donor. And so it's really, really fascinating when you dive into it and study it. And I'll give you another example of how this can work. You know, we've, I'm sure we've all heard stories of twins who were adopted out and raised by totally different families, hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles apart, but whose lives have striking similarities. You know, identical twins share the same DNA. Fraternal twins do not. They don't share the same DNA. Fraternal twins are just like any other siblings that are born to the same parents at different times, but with fraternal twins, they're conceived at the same time, carried in the same mother's body at the same time. So they share bloodlines. They share the same bloodlines, just like any other siblings do. Um, they share the same lineage, the same ancestry. Now, their own individual life experiences, and this is true for either fraternal twins or identical twins, but their own individual life experiences will factor into all of this, but the point is, is that they share a physical and an energetic history. So again, years later, when twins who were separated early in life are studied, it's really amazing how similar their personalities are, their mannerisms are, their life experiences, their likes, their dislikes. I mean, so many things. I remember doing... Um, a research project or studying this when I was in college and getting my degree in psychology. And I was fascinated with it back then. And I now understand it from a whole different perspective. So back in episode 11, 
I mentioned that emotions are energy in motion. So when we have a traumatic experience of any kind, we attach emotions to that experience. And what can happen is that can then block the flow. The trauma can block the flow of energy leading to various health consequences on all four pillars of wellness that I talk about, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And I talked about the four pillars of wellness back in episode five, if you want to go back and listen to that, if you haven't listened to it already. But, you know, it's like the best example I can give is it's like when you get a kink in a water hose. Well, if there's a kink, the water gets blocked at the kink. So the water can't flow smoothly like it's supposed to. And so health issues, whether they're physical or mental or emotional or even spiritual, you know, the proverbial spirit, uh, dark night of the soul, those often originate from past traumas because we attach feelings and emotions to the experience and those emotions then block the flow of energy if they get stuck, just like the kink in the water hose blocks the flow of water through the hose. Now, Of course, it's not as simple as that because there are other things that play into health issues too. You know, things like um, environmental factors and lifestyle choices, things like that. But what happens is there can be a buildup of the energy blocks that eventually manifest in some type of health issue. And if we don't address our trauma, it can also affect things like our sense of safety, our sense of trust in ourselves and the world around us, um, our sense of self-worth our self-esteem, and so much more. And so what happens is we carry trauma in our cells, again, from our own experiences, but also from those of our ancestors and our own past lives. And so it's critical that we address this so that we can heal the trauma. And of course, you're probably wondering, well, how in the world do we do that? Well, the, the thing is, is that we have to release those blocked emotions We have to release some of the layers of those emotions, those energies, because when we can shift the emotions and transmute that energy and lighten some of it up, take some of those layers of heaviness that we've carried with us from previous lifetimes of these emotions, then what happens is the thoughts don't take us so far down into that downward spiral when they do come up, or if we have some kind of an experience that would normally cause a trigger, we won't get sent back down into that that PTSD type reaction. We can, when we've shifted those or released some of those layers, then it's easier to shift and pivot from those thoughts and physiological responses because the emotions aren't there weighing us down like they were before. Now, we're still going to go down into that downward spiral to an extent into those lower emotions. We're still going to have the ebbs and flows of this grief journey and the healing journey. We're never going to get to a point where we just wipe our hands and shake it off and say, okay, that's done. No, that's unrealistic because no matter what we do, no matter how much quote unquote work we do, no matter how great our connection with our child in spirit is, The fact is that that child that we loved so much and that we still love is no longer here physically. And there's always going to be a certain level of pain associated with that, a longing, a desire. But the thing is, is that we don't have to get stuck in those lower emotions. Those lower emotions weigh us down and that's what 
ends up causing the thoughts that cause the downward spiral. And so when I work with my private clients, I help them to get to the to the past life or the ancestral experiences that caused extreme trauma. And then we shift the emotions that are associated with the trauma. And when we can release some of the layers of the emotions, it's like we can breathe a little more. We can take a little deeper breath. And then our grief journey becomes a little smoother. The edges aren't quite so rough. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie to you. I believe that we are going to feel the pain of losing our child the rest of our lives. And I say that from my own experience almost two years in, but also from talking to many mothers who are much further along this journey than I am. You know, I've talked to women who are four years in, some were 12 years, and some are more than 20 years in. So, as I mentioned again back in episode 11, We aren't trying to get rid of the lower level emotions that cause the heavy feelings of grief. We're human. So we're always going to experience the full range of of human emotions. But what we can do is we can release some of the layers so that it isn't so heavy. And we can shift some of those lower level emotions into higher emotions. So I hope that You know, you may need to listen to this episode again to really absorb what I'm saying because it is, it can be complicated when we're trying to wrap our minds around it. But again, I'm inviting you to come to a free masterclass on September 24th. And in that masterclass, I'm going to be talking more about shifting these emotions and how to release some of the layers. Hopefully it will begin to come together um, between this episode and then that master class. But this was the, it was what I did in that first year of my grief journey that really helped me the most so that I was able to build a new foundation for my life. Before I close, I want to add that I am not a doctor. So nothing in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice of any kind. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.